Star Wars 7x7 episode 3028. I'd like to continue talking with you about something that I think is of kind of significant consequence in yesterday's episode and also talk about the other side of it. I'm being a little cryptic right now, so <laughs> I'll get the crypticness out of here and say that it has to do with the start of this quote-unquote quest for the Jedi in phase two of the High Republic and what the end of that may look like. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So yesterday we were talking about part two of New Prospects, which was the first short story to be published in Star Wars Insider related to phase two of High Republic storytelling. And dates matter for this, so I'll just say briefly, phase one takes place between 232 and 2.30, BBY before the Battle of Yavin. And phase two takes place 150 years earlier, so 382 BBY, and seems like it may well end also two years later in 380 BBY, and we'll get to that in just a moment. Let's start, though, with the start of phase two, which ties into what I was saying yesterday. There's an element of George Mann's story in Star Wars Insider where we hear a character, Sartha Von Beale, who is a hyperspace prospector, talking about her time with Jedi Master Lee Harrow, and Lee Harrow talking about how there were certain Jedi who were very excited to be exploring the frontier, the quote-unquote frontier, and discovering new ways to learn about the Force. So on the one hand, what we talked about yesterday is that this is the nearest thing to a definition of the quest in the titling of Quest of the Jedi, which is what they're calling Phase 2 of the High Republic Mega Ginormous Storytelling Initiative. And as we talked about yesterday, that quest isn't described at all within the opening crawl that they've shared with us. But now we maybe have a little idea, except that it's kind of confusing? And I say that's confusing, and maybe it's just confusing right now because we're <laughs> at the beginning of the phase and don't know a heck of a lot about it, but it's confusing because by its nature it presupposes that the Jedi are limited to a confined galactic space. In other words, their galactic geography, stellar cartography, if you will, is not extending very far out from the core. Or maybe they're just trying to imply that they haven't really stretched out into the Outer Rim territories, but that's not really the case. In fact, the origins of the Jedi take place in the Outer Rim. For example, in Octo, which is in the Outer Rim, if you were to even extend it a little bit beyond into sort of the unknown regions. And if you're looking at a galactic map, that would put it in the southwestern quadrant. Meanwhile, the Jedi also have history on a planet called Ossus, which is, funnily enough, where Luke Skywalker will eventually establish his temple. Ossus is actually, if you're looking from the top down on the galactic map, in the galactic northeast. So, like, the entire opposite side of the galaxy and also in the outer rim. So, maybe what the idea of a quote-unquote frontier has to do with is newly established hyperspace paths in different sectors of the galaxy. But it is strange to think that the Jedi have 
managed to establish their base of operations on Coruscant, knowing that they had previously been on Octo, knowing that knowing <laughs> that they'd been previously on Ossus, knowing that Moraband or Coraband, depending on whose story <laughs> is being told, the Sith homeworld also exists far out in the Outer Rim territories in the galactic northeast, again, if you will, looking from the top down. So certainly the Jedi have gotten around in the galaxy and gotten to some very far reaches without the aid of hyperspace to some degree, and I guess that raises its own questions. Seems like saying something about a world between worlds might be appropriate here, but that seems almost too mind-blowing to consider. So I don't know what the alternative is other than to think that maybe the simpler solution that there were just certain paths through the galaxy that had been very well trailblazed and this whole frontier idea is about exploring all new paths into different sectors of the galaxy, maybe toward the galactic southeast. So that's what I think summarizes some of the confusion where we're at right now. And again, it's early days in phase two. So I think that summarizes kind of where we can approach the idea of what this quest is and how strange it seems right now based on what we know of galactic history and Jedi history. Then on the other side of things, there's a question of how this phase is going to end. Certainly, we had no idea how phase one was going to end, and we have no idea how phase three is going to end, but we've been given an idea about how phase two may end. And before I do this, I will say full spoilers ahead for Path of Deceit, which is the first novel, the young adult novel in phase two of The High Republic by Tessa Grattan and Justina Ireland. So there's your fair warning here. The Path of the Open Hand has its base of operations on Dalna, and their plans for the Gaze Electric, at least as far as the general public knows, is that they're going to take the Gaze Electric ship and go out into the galaxy and proselytize and spread the you know, gospel of the Path of the Open Hand. And there is still going to be a presence on Dalna, like that is their base of operations. It's gonna to continue to stay their base of operations. However, we also know that the Path of the Open Hand is definitely not friendly to the Jedi Order and potentially to any Force-sensitive person in the galaxy because of the events of Path of Deceit. They seem to have gotten hold of a creature that might be a nameless, might be the leveler. Hard to say for sure because, of course, it happens at the very end of the novel and we don't really get any information other than what happens to the Jedi at the end of the novel is very similar to what we saw with the nameless and the leveler happening in phase one of the High Republic. We also know that Marta Rowe, who is presumably an ancestor of Markeon Rowe, is doubling down on her commitment to the Path of the Open Hand. There seemed to be a moment where she was kind of interested and possibly open to some of the ideas that the Jedi were talking about when they arrived on Dalna, but after the events of Path of Deceit, no, she is full in to the Path of the Open Hand. Now, jumping ahead two years in time, there's a reference in the young adult novel Out of the Shadows by Justina Ireland where an event happened on Dalna that is referred to as the Night of Sorrow, and it's a Dalnan massacre where apparently Jedi were on Dalna and there was some sort of misunderstanding or some sort of 
unusual event that happened that caused a whole bunch of Dalinans to get killed. So of course the Dalinans are not necessarily happy with the Jedi and blame the Jedi for this situation, but apparently the Jedi also set up a temple on Dalna after that situation happened, so we definitely have a lot more to learn about that. And then there's the matter of this set of three rods, the Rod of Ages, the Rod of Seasons, and the Rod of Daybreak. So these rods that the Path of the Open Hand are seeking are artifacts that can somehow control the Nameless and or the Leveler. And let's jump ahead from there to the Eye of the Storm, which was the two-shot comic from Charles Sewell that details some of the back history of Markeon Rowe. He took some of his Nile to a planet that we don't necessarily get the name of where he used one of these rods to gather and control a bunch of nameless that they were able to take back with them which will eventually be released on the Jedi in you know phase one and phase three. And at the time Markeon said that the existence of this planet was something that had been passed down through generations and that it was knowledge that had been suppressed by the Jedi. And we also know that the control rod that Markeon used to be able to control the Nameless and the Leveler was something that had been hidden by a group called the Elders of the Path, actually. And then one last bit I'll pull in, which is from Daniel Jose Older's Trail of Shadows, there's a thing about Dalna where there are records that do not exist in the Jedi Archive. This is something that Stellan Geos notices at one point and comments upon. So here's how I think this could all wrap up as the ending of Phase 2 of the High Republic. That there is some horrific event that happens on Dalna where the Jedi are involved. It results in the death of who knows how many untold Dalnans who have settled on the planet, and the Jedi potentially cover up this incident. To do that, they erase records about stuff happening on Dalna in the Jedi archives, they take these creatures, have captured them somehow, and deposit them on a planet where nobody is ever going to find them. Meanwhile, some kind of schism happens with the Path of the Open Hand, where the crazy devout people who really are angry with the Jedi will become the Nile and are being led by the Everennies like Markeon Rowe and his ancestors. And then the other more peaceful group will be the Elders of the Path and they are the ones who are responsible for hiding artifacts like the Rod of Seasons. And I got to thinking about this because the great horror novelist Peter Straub passed away recently. If there's you know, somebody who's on a par with Stephen King, it might well be Peter Straub. And the quotes at the beginning of his novel Mystery that frame the story, one of them is taken from a biography of Sigmund Freud. And this is the biographer commenting on one of Freud's ideas that all human society is constructed on complicity in a great crime. So with everything that I've mentioned in the podcast, Podcast leading up to this moment, I am fearful <laughs> that there is a great crime lying at the end of phase two of the High Republic and that it will have significant repercussions for the events of phase three. 
And for that matter, it may end up coming as a surprise to the Jedi of the phase three generation because as we've seen in Star Wars, there's a lot of forgetting that happens, right? I mean, less than one generation and people can barely remember the Jedi in the original trilogy era, right? Or going from prequel to original, tr original trilogy era. So imagine 150 years. So basically do the math, seven or eight generations, right? There's a lot of history that could be forgotten in that time, especially if the Jedi made an effort to expunge the records in the Jedi archives of these events as well. So that's what I'm thinking about in terms of the beginning and the end of phase two of the High Republic. And I'd love to know what you think about that as well. So please, if you're seeing this on YouTube, drop a comment, it's right there. <laughs> and if you're catching this via audio, then please head to the blog post for the show's episode at sw7x7.com or hit me up on Twitter, sw7x7podcast for the show. And let me know what you think. And that right there is gonna do it for this episode of the podcast. So it just remains for me to say, thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.